Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. It is January 1st, 2014, and you are listening to the Talking Comics Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Steve Say, Mr. Bob Ryer, My head hurts. And Stephanie Cook. Hey! (laughs) Not so loud! Happy New Year to uh, all of our listeners. Uh, You guys have been saying, God, you guys are so dedicated. They're recording on a New Year's Day. No, it is like December something right now while we sit here and record this. But it is the last of our best of 2013 deliberations. Um, We've done, I believe, nine categories already uh, in the last two weeks. Please check out those other podcasts to... uh, to, to find out what those nominations are. And I hope guys, you guys are voting along and sending in your uh, lists to podcast.talkcomicbooks.com and commenting on the stories, letting us know what you guys think we got right and what we got wrong. I'm sure I don't need to ask everybody <laughs> twice to let us know what we got wrong. Um, we got nothing wrong. We got, we got everything wrong, nothing right. <laughs> so let's lead off here. We got best writer, best artist, Best ongoing series and best overall comic. Oh. So, for those who don't know, best overall comic, I think the other ones are obviously self explanatory. <laughs> the best overall comic can be an ongoing, can be a one shot, can be a single issue, can be, a, you know, can, can be a mini series, can be a limited series, whatever it is. It, it can be, there can be a web comic, it can be whatever. It's a chance for everything to go up against each other. Um, it, and so, we get to really see what the really our consensus best comic of the year, regardless of the way it was released. So that's what best overall comic is, but that's going to be obviously last in the in the run here. Um, let's start out with best writer, huh? We'll get mm. Right off, <laughs> huh? big one, huh? 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 Best writer? What do you think? What do you think? Okay, kids. <laughs> um, let's start off with Stephanie. Okay, she's ready. All right. So my number. Three. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. It's going to be Kelly Sue DeConnick. Right. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Number two, Matt Fraction. Also self-explanatory. All right. My number one. Power couple. Carrie <laughs> Moore. Because Rachel Rising. Right. I wish there was a best overall person in general because he would win it because he's the artist and the writer. Best overall person. <laughs> in comics. Best person in overalls. He's just a great guy, you know? Well, nice. know. I don't know. Well, he seems nice. <laughs> Except, like, when he kills characters and stuff, and I'm, like, heartbroken and shit, but, <laughs> you know. Heartbroken and shit. <laughs> More quotes. Yeah, you're very... Um, but for realsies, Terry Moore, if you aren't reading Rachel Rising, you really should be. <laughs> what was that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Roll with it. It was like your game show host voice. Yeah. You really should be. 
Behind door one. (laughs) All right. Bob. Okie dokie. From three to one, number three. I lost myself here. Matt Fraction. All right. Self-explanatory. We'll Mm -hmm. just go with that. Number two, Gail Simone. All right. Uh, Mostly self-explanatory, but certainly Batgirl was amazing in the movement and Red Sonja Mm -hmm. and for all other stuff. And number one's Kelly Sue. Kelly Sue. All right. All right, all right, all right. Steve. Okay. This is really hard. It's really, really hard. Uh, number three, I'm going to go Scott Snyder. Okay. Mr. Snyder. Got to get, get him in there somewhere. <laughs> got to get a Snyder. All right. So that was number three. Uh, number two, Joe Hill. All right. Joe Hill. And number one, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, wow. All right. So before I even go, I feel like Kelly Sue DeConnick is yeah, going to be on the should, list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's one of our things. Uh, Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. My number three. My number two. Gail Simone. Ooh. An uh, upset. Yeah. Look, I, I, I just, when I was putting it all together this week, re- catching up on things, I read through a cup of Batgirl. Excellent. I caught up with the movement. Excellent. I read Red Sonia. Also excellent. So the, the, the three books, it's really, it's the volume of excellence that makes it, that puts it over the mm-hmm. top for me more than anything else. You know, there's probably writers who singularly, I like books more than, than Gail Simone's, any of those books combined, but on her own, just the, the, the level of excellence and the amount of time she's put it forward this year, I think is unbelievable to me. Like that she's writing those three books at such a high level um, all the time. And uh, finally, Mark Wade, Ooh. who writes the best book, in my opinion. Yeah. So he's going to be uh, on that list for me so uh kelly sue was already on um there are also uh multiple votes for uh matt fraction uh gail simone and scott snyder so that's four right Ooh, that's four i can't argue with any of those i mean i don't think anybody would um i will to be controversial yeah all seven has been doing is saying how much she loves the wake she's gonna argue that scott snyder does not belong (laughs) On this list, um, just I mean obviously his his accolades are many, uh, but to go over the people we did put on that we didn't really talk about, I mean Scott Snyder not only Batman this year but The Wake and Superman Unchained. He's had another like fantastic year, uh, all top flight books that we've talked nothing but good about every time yeah. they, they've come out. He was still on Swamp Thing at the beginning of the year though too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, absolutely, and he ended Swamp Thing wonderfully. And uh, American Vampire is coming back. Yeah, and he said a couple of the, the American Vampire American Vampire one shot that he put out, and plus that uh, anthology they did. Yeah, he's been a very Therefore, very good year. Terrible. Yeah, everyone, yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. Um, yeah, Matt Fraction, Satellite Sam, Satellite Sex Sam. Criminals, yeah. Hawkeye, uh, even only one issue of Inhumanity, great. Yeah. And FF and Fantastic Four were still of extremely high quality throughout yes. the year. Yeah, what, the, every issue you did on those books, great. So, yeah, he's had a great year. And, yeah, he definitely, definitely belongs uh, on this list. Kelly Sue, I mean, the fact that we've mentioned Captain Marvel, uh, you know, best arc best single issue mm-hmm. you know we, we've talked uh, m- very highly about pretty deadly right. she's had two books and she's had a, just an amazing year you know ghost was ghost. great too oh, ghost yeah. as well. i didn't even i didn't, I didn't even think yeah. about ghost that ended up on last year's list for best mini series yeah. so we didn't even talk about it at all this year but yeah ghost as well so she's had a uh, an amazing run and and the, the quality of her writing is enough to get her on there it alone but the app the just the nature of the of her influence in the medium at this point and the way that she has uh changed a lot of culture especially at marvel and the idea of female superheroes in a really really big way i, I think it is amazing so she deserves well, to be on here 
I mean, Gail Simone, I think, was like the go-to feminism or mm. feminist writer. Absolutely. And like, you know, in this short time that Kelly Sue has been in the spotlight, I honestly think that the bigger voice, as far as, you know, women in comics, has become Kelly Sue DeConnick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Gail Simone, she always puts her opinions forward and like, she's not somebody you're like, I never know what Gail Simone is thinking right now. <laughs> like, she tweets probably more than I do. Yeah. Yes, and, you absolutely. know, Which is saying about something. the same sort of thing. Should I buy an Xbox One? <laughs> and then starts hashtags and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, but my point being, Kelly Sudeconic not only like tweets silly stuff like that, but she is so involved in the community and she at panels she's encouraging women to be writers and she's taking the time to mentor all of these women who want to be a part of the community and I don't know like I'm not aiming to be a writer in the community at this point in time but you know I don't know how many women go to her and talk to her about this stuff. And I don't know how involved she is, but the fact that she gives them her personal email or phone number or whatever to go forth and be the people they want to be like and have her help them is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. She's not only a writer trying to help herself, her family and, you know, other artists that she's working with, but she's trying to bring fresh blood into the industry. Yeah. She's an organizer. Yeah. Oh, well, we were at the Women of Marvel panel. Yeah. She talked mm-hmm. to everybody who came up to which mm-hmm. were 15, 20, 30 people and all mm-hmm. on real subjects. And here's my email and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll check. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll do something Extending about this. Extending the signing as yeah. well was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, those are the reasons, obviously, we, I mentioned Gail Simone and the stuff that she's been doing. It's it, it, it's been a great year for all those people on multiple books. Um, and now the thing, the three you have left again, it's picking, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, we have Joe Hill, Terry Moore and Mark Wade. Um, for me to put my two cents, obviously look, I, no one, you know how much I love lock and key. It's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, I love Rachel rising. It's fantastic. The, so when I start breaking these things down, the reasons they weren't on my list, it's only because, Really, those are kind of the only things that they, they write. Joe Hill is doing a miniseries right now, but uh, you know they only write those books. And so when it comes down to, for me, and this is my personal way I do this in my head for site, site awards, is that uh, someone like Mark Wade, you know, has Daredevil, he has Hulk, he has Rocketeer Spirit, uh, he has The Fox, he did Issues of Steed and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Peel, he, he, he does Green Hornet, he has a breadth of work, uh, and... I think that when it comes to comic book writers, there's the, um, sorry, the, uh, what's the throw bent stuff as well. Mm, the digital yeah, stuff. Insufferable. Insufferable. Yeah. As yeah. well. Does so much. And so, and it's all so good that he is for me personally, like the guy, when I think about, here's a comic book, here's what I think of when I think of a comic book writer, you know, it, it is Mark Wade in my head. So that's why the Mark o- Wade goes for me. The only thing I want to add to, like, and I, that's a fantastic, argument for mm-hmm. Mark Wade, like, honestly, like, kudos. Thank you, um, Stephanie. You're welcome. <laughs> but my, my point for Terry Moore is going to be simply Mark Wade probably wouldn't be doing all those comics if he had to draw them, too. That's probably true. Absolutely. No, you're And so, right. like, my, my only, Terry Moore is in this for me because not only has Rachel Rising been consistent for now 22 issues. Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, 22. Mm-hmm. It's been out pretty much on time like i think 
every month since it started for the most part. Mm -hmm. And he writes and draws it. And the draw, like, it's not even like, you know, the art is subpar. It is gorgeous line work and inking work. And he self-publishes that with his wife. I know. So not only does he write and draw it, he publishes it. Mm -hmm. Like, for real, like, overall comic person of the year for me. (laughs) Absolutely. He does everything. And that, that's absolutely true. The, unfortunately, this category is, though, just best writer. You know, all that stuff is wonderful. And I, I totally agree with you. But I, I think that when you look at writing, we have to look at just the writing here for, for this category. Because um, it's not best overall person. So quality I can't throw John Byrne quantity? into this. Well, it's not quality over No, because look, if it was just somebody like doing 10 books that weren't good, like I, would, I, I wouldn't put it on there. But there's no denying that Mark Wade's output is, is fantastic, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and listen, again... This, this is just how, for site-wide awards, if I was, if you were making a personal list, I'd be like, Stephanie, come on, you can't put Terry Moore at number one. You know, it's not, you can't, because he doesn't write enough books. But we're talking about site-wide awards, I feel like that has to be taken into account when the quality is there across the board. You know, and, and so look, Terry Moore has decided to do things the way he does it, and look, it's a fantastic book. And when we, when we get to the, the later things for as far as series go, I fully expect it to be a big contender for, for, for all those things. I just when it comes down to it again, like we said, the first show uh, two weeks ago, we were not t- when, I, when I make these little criticisms, it's 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 just trying to differentiate between greatness. You know, it's it's great and great here. We're just trying to we're just trying to find the the thin line to separate them for the the, the last spot on this list. Just saying my two cents. No, absolutely. I, I, it was a great argument for him. Absolutely, um, both great arguments in our part, Stephanie. Good job. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I know. You're do, like what, I feel. He's Sorry. patting my back right now. Yeah, there you go. Feel it. There you go. Um, um, Steve. Steve, go ahead. Yeah. If I could just uh, throw a, a not a wrench into the works, but actually to help Bobby out, mm-hmm. if we're if we're referring to our wild cards, uh, Mark Wade was one of my wild cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, keeping in mind everything that you said, yeah. and obvious this this definitely applies since he's only writing one title. But I do want to. Um, throw a word out there for Dan Slott mm-hmm. uh, for uh, best writer even though he's only doing the Spider-Man uh, Amazing Spider-Man into Superior series that man has not only had to defend his creative his creativeness and his changes within the series but has redefined a character that has been not only a staple of comics, but a part of people's lives for generations. And he has taken risk upon risk with each and every issue that has come out and gone up against some of the nastiest, most venomous and Mm life-threatening people on the internet and has kept his, not only his shit together, but has kept a book that everyone wanted to hate consistently amazing mm-hmm. um i i will excuse him from the top five but i just wanted to put it out there that i've absolutely been loving what he's been doing and what he represents uh in the, in the industry and as a part of marvel mm-hmm. um he's great to follow on twitter and just i like the way that he handles himself and handles all the controversy that gets thrown his way he's 
one of those examples of how to do it right. Yeah. If he had, if there was biggest balls in comics, yeah. probably would get it very, yeah. very yeah. high up there because he does, he does yeah. put himself out there big yeah. time. Um, and I do absolutely love uh, Rachel Rising for all of the reasons mm-hmm. that Stephanie had mentioned. It is a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal series. Um, but on my on my list, uh, my wild card is Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of people who are sort of onesies yeah, in, in that there, same yeah. way. Cullen Bunn with Fearless Defenders. Yeah, he writes six gun as well. He writes six oh, gun as well. Yeah, uh, Peter and, David. Oh, and that, yeah. Dare, that Deadpool thing. That was awesome. The Deadpool kills right? Deadpool. Yeah, he does oh, that's all those. Right. Yeah. I forgot that. He's, those are very good, by the way. Okay. We didn't mention I them in the best limited series stuff we'll like have that. To get to that. Those Deadpool minis are very, very good. They're very fun. Peter David certainly for X Factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love what Jeff Parker did this year with Red She Hulk and Dark Avengers. We should say something about Jonathan Hickman managing to make oh, yeah, the two Avengers books and Infinity a very readable event mm-hmm. out of a very dense piece of work, mm-hmm. and it was just a heck of a lot of fun. And East of West. And East of yep. West, and Secret, the, the, and, and Manhattan and Project. And, yeah, I, I think Jonathan Hickman is a, is, a, is a great, great writer. I think that it, it's interesting because as good as his indie stuff is, and I think East of West is really great, uh, I think that his, when the time, I think a year from now or two years from now, he'll be way up back up on this list because all those series, East of West and his Avengers stuff and stuff, will be kind of hitting that Jonathan Hickman sweet spot where yeah. all yeah. of the information has come out and now he's he's like wrapping stuff up uh-huh. and hitting all this. Yeah, exactly. So that's how he works. So I think in a couple of years, like a year, year or two, I think we'll be right back to being, oh my God, he's clicking on all cylinders. Coming into the podcast, throwing it on the on the table. Bam! Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And then sort of three veterans. John Byrne, who I mentioned, mm-hmm. who had four different miniseries this year, yeah. all very high quality. Yeah. Paul Levitz, who's doing... Great work trying to keep the ship of state that is world's <laughs> finest afloat, considering mm-hmm. the flotation devices the drawing power girl with. Ho! Mm-hmm. And the other veteran I wanted to remark about how great a job he did this year is Mark Wade, mm-hmm. who's yeah. on my list too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do want to say, right, that uh, I, I, Joe Hill was definitely a backup, a, a reckless list. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Wood. And Brian Michael Bendis, also very, very I was high about to say, I was shocked that nobody brought up Bendis. Yeah, I mean, he's close Mostly for me. you. He's very, yeah, for me, yeah. He's very close for me, you know. It's just that the, the people that I that I have above, I, I think the, the books that they do are with slightly higher quality. Uh, I love Bendis. I think the, his work on the X-Men has been fantastic. His Guardians of the Galaxy stuff has been great. And his Spider-Man stuff has continued to be excellent. So I think that... He's a very divisive figure in the comic book world, but I think he, he he is doing some of his best work right now with the characters he's working with. Uh, it was very close, but again, like I said, it's all little gradations of mm-hmm. uh, zero. And again, it also comes to it too when we do these things. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, like I'm not going to be able to fight for Brian Michael Bendis in, <laughs> in, in 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 this in the in this grouping. So you know, it was in, it, I had to kind of make those choices. But the three people I I, I put out there, I think, would be the tops regardless. Um, so yeah, so we, we are down. So we have. Again, I mean, Once, I, I, we have one slot. I gave my I gave my list to you know to Mark Wade obviously because he's he's my guy. Seventies um, behind Terry Moore, so it's really like Steve. You have Joe Hill up there. You can take that vote away and throw it with somebody else. I'm throwing it in for Mark Wade. Okay, all right, Mark Wade. All right, so well, Mark Wade is is the fifth. All right, so best writer, lay it out for us. Mark Wade, Scott Snyder, Gail Simone, Matt Fraction, Kelly Sue DeConnick. All right, nice. It's funny because remember last year Kelly Sue and Matt Fraction were on the breakthrough list, yep. and they one of them each won one of the awards. Right, one from us and one from the yeah. fans. I believe Kelly Sue won it from us, and Fraction won it uh, from, from the fans. Yeah. So now they're both on best writer list. Uh, very very cool. Uh, best artist time. Here we go. Woof. Best artist. What's a woof for? I the, I I felt very um, for for. A, 
for a subject or or a category that I feel very involved in and very close to all year round, mm-hmm. I was so clueless uh, in this category. This was the hardest category for me, just coming up with names. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know. Interesting. I surprised myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Bob, why don't you start us out here? Okay. Starting with Felipe Andre. Whose work on Captain Marvel was just mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, it did take some people getting used to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that around, not just even around this table, but just in in the comics world. You saw it in the letters pages of this book. Felipe. I think by the time we got to issue 17, that it all changed for people as how well it fit the emotional beats of that story. So it's stylized and angular and all these other things. But at the end of the day, it just tells a really great story and a great human story at once. So, mm-hmm. Felipe Andre, well, go for it. He's done your best breakthrough artist, isn't he? Yeah, no. are we it can mixing be both. up? It can be yeah. both. Yeah, I, breakthrough yeah. and best. We did that last he was, year too. He was not on. He wasn't on he yours. Wasn't he on ended mine. up on ours. Was, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it can be on both because we had we had people like that because I think Kelly Sue was breakthrough and yeah. um, uh, you know the the best uh, writer last year, and I also think that uh, that was. Uh, Pino Staples as well was on both. Yes, last year. Well, then well. carry on. I think she won both. <laughs> she won. She did win both. Yeah, um, old Mary Marvel. Yeah, again. <laughs> Billy Batson. She creeps up every now and again. Uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. I love it. And what, what, was I end up playing young Mary? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, that was like the best moment Billy of my Batson. life. Hello. <laughs> uh, I play young Bob. You play old Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell we've been recording for a while oh, today? Yeah. Uh, loopy, loopy, loopy. Yeah. I'm drinking some tea I can't pronounce. It might be drugs. I don't know. It could be something. Things are going to get interesting. It's opium. Yeah. Colombian That's blend. Entirely. It's called Jumpy Monkey, so I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm going to be a having monkey. the shakes sometime soon. All right. Uh, In your Godzilla thing? onesie. <laughs> yeah. Are you still wearing it? Yeah. Don't Sweet. be stupid. <laughs> do, do the do the fins light up or something? No, but I have a tail. It was really uncomfortable to sleep in last night because, like, I kept on rolling over on the tail, and I'm like, "Oh, what's underneath me? Oh, having a tail is so hard." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I went to bed with my hair wet, and I had the hood on. Oh boy. It's the Godzilla head. That must have been a treat in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It put all of the hair on the top of my head, and it looked like I had a mullet. <laughs> and Stephanie doesn't brush her hair. <laughs> I don't. Well, that would have made it worse. Then it would have looked like Russell Brand hair. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, really funny. I always <laughs> forget that he's the voice of Dr. Nefario in the Despicable Me movies. Oh, I didn't know that either. No. no. Uh, Doesn't sound like him at all. Bob, number two. Number two, David Aja. Okay. We, Mr. Hawkeye. Yes, we don't need to say much except no. it's just been brilliant mm-hmm. all, always great. all through you. Yeah. And my number one is, I think it's a pretty wild pick, but uh, Michael Allred. Oh, okay. Ooh. I, every month, that book was an absolute treat, mm. and he managed, as we, we picked him, despite having a 20-year career mm. coming in, it was our, our, one of our breakthroughs <laughs> yeah. for last year, there was a much, much different level to his work. And as that book, as FF moved through the year, as we got to deeper and scarier places, mm-hmm. it was still there and still fun. The, mm. the covers that were homages to all the various eras of Fantastic Four were spot on mm-hmm. 60s, 70s looks, and yet still modern at the same time. His work is just somewhere different than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. And it just 
thrilled me every every time. Can't wait to see what the surfer is going to look like. Yeah, coming this year. I'm excited about that too. That, look, that looks awesome. Uh, cool, uh, Stephanie, your top three. Um, all right. So for my top three, I've got Francesco Francavella. Of course. Uh, then I've got Sean Murphy. All right. And uh, I have two. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with Emma Rios. Jeez, it's okay. Well, I was. It was kind of like an eeny meeny miny mo in my brain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So. All right. That's that's rounding out the list. Okay. Ladies, Fiona Staples wins everything. So it doesn't mean she can't else. win this one too. Come well, on. I like them both a lot. So No, that's absolutely makes sense. It up. <laughs> um all right. I mean we'll go but we'll we'll go into more detail about all these people once we get back yep. around the table. Steve. Uh I don't wanna go. You want me to go next? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh so anguished. Uh, I am Francesco Francovelia is <laughs> mine. Um Chris Samney. And this was really tough as well. I had a really, it was kind of an eeny, miny, meeny, miny mo for me for this third one. But I'm going to go with Greg Capullo as my number three. All right. All right. Now you got to go, Steve. There's no one else that can go. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just want to put it out there. It's, he's not, he's obviously we made our list already, but I also wanted to throw Jeff Johns in for best writer. Okay. Um, wonderful work on across the board on on Justice League titles and Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, okay, stop stalling. Yeah. Best artist uh, Felipe Andrade. Okay. For number three, uh, let's go fr- uh, Francesco Francavelia. All right. And Chris Samney. All right. Okay, so so it looks like Felipe Andrade is locked in. Um, Francesco Francavelia mm-hmm. is, is like we're as well. skipping reasons. No, we can talk. No. We, can, we can talk about them. <laughs> we don't need reasons. They're, they're on for themselves. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm going to put all the, the lock in the three that are on, and then we'll go. We'll we'll talk about the reasons then. And Chris Samney is on as well because he yep. got two votes as well. So, uh, I mean, Francesco Francavelia. We'll, we will talk about them right now. I mean, there's been no artist I think this year who has been uh, more acclaimed and more everywhere <laughs> unless it was hand. guardians of the galaxy yeah well i mean yes i enjoyed the shit out of it yeah so. but what? no i think i think that was just mixed i don't think that was it wasn't overall yeah it wasn't overall negative but it and was, i don't it was think mixed. it was negative per se it was just not what people were used to yeah i think that's exactly what it was it, who knows if it fits that that storyline but whether it be his own stuff in black beetle the the i, I think six thousand covers he did this year um his work on hawkeye which was which was so different than David Aja, but still brilliant and, and creepy and, and weird and scary in so many ways to, you know, our, one of our nominees for best new series after life with Archie. He's just sh- shown that he is here to stay and his specific, specific style is just so unique and yet seems to be so adaptable to so many different things. It, it's really quite stunning. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he comes, comes next. And anybody who follows him on Twitter, he'll, he puts up. He makes posters for like TV episodes that he Sleepy watches. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. He did Breaking Bad. He's like, he, yeah. He, in addition, it's like, when do you have time for this? Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing this series of, of drawings called Batman 1972, where Batman's kind of like the Steve McQueen figure. He has like a muscle car, and he, you know, he wears like jeans and like, but he has all his like a, a mask and stuff on. Uh, you know, he's just everywhere, and he's just a fantastic artist. It, it's been unbelievable. Have you seen his Silver Snail or Silver Snail Silver Surfer piece? 
Oh yeah, he did the variant, right? For we did a Silver Surfer variant. Yeah, and it's just like it's so simple. It's yeah. so stupidly simple and it's incredible. Yeah. There's this uh, you know, that's like a just black stars and like the silver surfer streaking across like a really wide shot. Like yeah, it's yeah. like it, the whole page is almost entirely just space and little dots of for stars every mm. now and again. There's a planet in the corner like in the smallest part of the corner and the silver surface just streaking across just perfectly in the middle. Like he's the smallest part of this picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I mean, he's amazing. I mean, I don't know. Steve, yeah. you want to say anything else about him? I like his colors. <laughs> uh, his work on black beetle was also yeah. uh, quite impressive. Uh, he, I, and I, I say the colors jokingly, but I really do enjoy them. I oh, like, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like he's kind of bringing back, you know, we were, we were talking about the pastels that, that um, Batman has and mm. stuff like the sunset colors and yeah. stuff. I love what showed up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Beetle and even a little bit in um, Hawkeye. I actually pretty much almost everything he touched at yeah. some point touched in that orange, yellow, red, mm. white and black realm um, that you don't see too many people using those really hot colors, and he does it in such a way that is just very aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. and I, I, I dig it. Even the hot pinks that he uses, mm-hmm. they they all work really well with one another, and I just I like his angles. I just think it has a lot of personality, and it's got almost that. Um, like uh like like uh old school like noir movie poster kind of like your your vertigo mm-hmm. um Alfred Hitchcock's vertigo yeah. poster that you have uh he's he's just he's a standout artist from this year he was he, he was someone that you could not ignore you couldn't escape him mm-hmm. and each time that I'd seen his work I was like I was pumped cuz he was on that book right. I was like you're like an extra reason to read it yeah absolutely so, Frank Cavell, yeah. Yeah, Bob, I know he wasn't Agreed. on your short list, but... He was on, no, he was on my long list, uh, yeah, So, yeah. yeah, no, did some Red She-Hulk covers yeah, yeah. on top of everything else. Which, which was the were, first place yeah. I really... I was like, what are these covers? Like, that yeah. was the first time I, I took notice of who he was. What were those covers? Yeah. And then yeah. seeing his uh, actual work, mm-hmm. you see the actual panel work, the continuity work, mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Tells a great story. Yeah. And very many of the singular artists don't do that well. They can mm-hmm. do posters. Yeah. He does both, and that's a rare commodity. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and as far as you know, Chris Samney goes, who's also now cemented on on this list. Um, like we've talked about Daredevil many, many times, and his work on Daredevil is is stunning. He is since he took over with that book, uh, he, he has come to define that book just as much as Mark Wade defines that title. It's amazing, amazing stuff. You know, he, the emotion that he gets to convey the the, uh, the the which a range of emotions from deep, deep pathos to humor to you know to every just everything all of this stuff it's just amazing to amazing to see month after month uh, a book look as good as that book looks and i i can't say enough about i look forward to chris samney art more than maybe almost anything else the entire month you know uh, in comics it's just looking at his daredevil the, that panel when he's riding the Silver Surfer's board is one of my favorite comic panels ever. I was just talking about that yesterday. Ever. The giant smile on his face. I just, all of it, it works so well. I, I deserve this. I deserve this, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 such a great moment. and uh, Yeah, if every book was drawn by Chris Sammy, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm happy that he, that he's here. Uh, and you guys talk a little bit about Felipe Andre, but if you want to talk more about him, I mean, I talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. I just it his art it it evokes a lot of emotion for me. It's got a, a really nice flow to it. It reminds me of kind of my I guess later teens, uh, spending a lot of time watching anime and just the the warmth that I get mm-hmm. from his stuff, the the movement of it, the uniqueness of it, something that when I see his art, it's unlike a, uh, probably the vast majority of other books that I pick up. Uh, I know that when I pick up something that, mainly Captain Marvel, that he's been involved, not only am I going to have fun reading the book, but I'm going to have fun just looking at the book. And particularly when uh, his his air battles are just gorgeous. There was I, I can't remember the character's name, but the um the the birds Deathbird. Deathbird. Mm. The stuff with the stuff with Deathbird in um Captain Marvel was some of the some of the most fun stuff that I've I've read this year. Mm. So um yeah, just you know, super fun. Mm-hmm. There's a flying sequence in seventeen that isn't flying. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the one where there's a there's a lovely page break between Kit having trouble in the schoolyard and you turn the page to her sort of sailing up the sidewalk to see Carol walking up the street. Mm-hmm. And it's just gorgeous. It's yeah. just one of those images that defines the series in a simple panel of two people just saying mm-hmm. hello to each other. Awesome. Uh, so we got those three locked in. Samney, Frank Gavelia, and Felipe Andre are, are all... Are locked in. I do want to like at least we got to at least give a shout out to Fiona Staples. Obviously, the work on Saga yeah. is still. Yeah. I mean, I have other names. Unbelievable oh. and gorgeous, and it's you know uh, she is amazing. She's a superstar, of, you know, of superstars of artists, and uh, you know she her name deserves to be mentioned here. Do you want to just throw out really quick? Um, I do want to mention Patrick Leeson really quickly, who is the artist for Batman and Robin, Batman and whatever now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's amazing. We talked a little about, a little about him last year, uh, and this year I think he's proven you know, over and over again how amazing he is. That issue we talked about before, that yeah. Batman and Robin number 18, is just him. You know, It's just him. He has to give, give you everything just with his art, and it's del- it delivers in spades. So yeah. uh, he deserves to be mentioned here. I mean, he he probably might ne- never win these awards or anything, but he's just an amazing artist, and he's it, it's unbelievable what he can do uh, with a character. And you know, in, in uh, a lineup of very very good Batman artists, you know, with Capullo and with him, and now we have you know uh, Francis Manipal moving over to Detective Comics. They, there's a, a great lineup of artists working in the Batman universe right now. Um, so I want to bring those those guys up mm-hmm. before, we, before we decide the ones we already have. Um, Steve, you see, had some other... Is there you want I to just have two names that I wanted to mention. Um, Jer- uh, Jerome Opeña, yeah. who uh, did a lot of work on Infinity. Mm-hmm. Some of those, I mean, the, the starting book for Infinity, the introduction into all the new characters and creatures that were involved, the builders and all of that stuff um, was just... I mean, I, I've rarely read cosmic books before that was really my first like deep foray into something like that and i could not have asked for a better artist mm. uh really really enjoyed it and uh also uh stuart Immonen, yeah for for his work on um some of the x-men titles there's something about his stuff that like i want to like jump into the book and just hang out with them mm-hmm. you know um it kind of reaches back a little bit like 60s vibe to it 
a bit. Maybe I have the wrong arrows. You're looking at me kind of weird. <laughs> no, no, I'm just looking at you. Um, it reminds me of almost like old gangstery kind of stuff. I know. Now I, I'm looking at you weird. No, I, <laughs> you lost me. It's yeah. really difficult for me to put into words. I'm thinking of like old Looney Tunes characters. Um, really interesting. Yeah, I it's. I got it in my head. It's kind of difficult to put into words. Uh, he is the last person on my list <laughs> in my defense. Uh, I just, I don't know. I enjoyed his stuff. When I when I, when I I made this list, his name popped up just because I was reading, you know, all new X-Men. And looking at his, I read uh, Moving Pictures earlier in the year, uh, which was one of his first, you know, forays into uh, art and writing. And just to the growth, I guess, that I saw from that book into what he's doing now. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody that's grown as an artist, he's grown exponentially mm. over the years and has really, really become something special. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, the, the stuff he's been able to do with those characters, and one of the things that sends out to me about him is that he's wonderful at framing. He, he, he gets framing as something very cinematic, and he does lighting really, really well. I know that's, that's obviously a combination of many people when it comes to that. It's colorists, it's linkers, it's everything. But like that, that one issue of uh, All New X-Men when they were kind of in the, the light, like the headlights of the, uh, like the, the, the Blackbird, you know, the jet. And it's all in like the, the red glow of the, the red glow of the, the brake lights, basically what you would say, you know, the thrusters. It's just fantastic and different and looks great. He's did great work this year. Bobby, you have yeah. really one to throw yeah. out there? Couple of veterans, John Byrne certainly mm-hmm. always the highest quality of his work. Amazingly, after nearly forty years, gets better mm-hmm. all the time. He he can't even look at his own stuff. He says when you read his <laughs> website, that's just garbage. He didn't perspectives wrong. The anatomy's wrong. Well, who who drew that? It's just <laughs> terrible. Uh, but still great. Mark Bagley mm-hmm. was fantastic for all year long. Was a very high quality. And that cover you pointed out was mm-hmm. a Bagley cover. Alan Davis on Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Which was just, I want him so desperately drawing that Nightcrawler book. Mm, yeah. Because that's the person who should be drawing that mm. and Kitty and throw them all together. Mm. Two newcomers, certainly Amy Reader mm. and Emma Rios. Want to throw their names in. And someone who didn't make my list just by the skin of his teeth, Olivier Koipel. Mm-hmm. Did some really nice work. Too. Yeah, he never stays on something long enough. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's why he didn't make the list. bounces lower place. Yeah. I heard. Sorry, go ahead, Stephanie. Regarding him, like I heard that from somebody that he works only like. I don't know, a few months of the year, and then, like, he refuses to work any other time of the year. Mm, interesting. So, and, like, the rest of the time, he just wants to go live and party and hang out with people and mm-hmm. do his own thing. Probably has so, a very happy life. I don't know life. if that's true yeah. or not, but that could explain why we don't see him very often. Yeah, I mean, if if he can afford to live his life with, that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to work almost of the year, and he gets to go have a great life. Uh, he should write cool. a handbook for that. Yeah, he's amazing, though. He's a great artist. And I want to give it for Gabriel Rodriguez as well, obviously, on Lock and Key. Doing wonderful, wonderful work uh, all year, all year long. Um, Stephanie, you have any, any others you want to throw in before we get down to the getting these last couple um, spots? Um, my list was pretty short. Like I had a pretty good idea of what I want, of who mm. I wanted for this list. So more or less, like what you heard was what I had, other than Fiona Staples, and I feel like there was one other person, but I deleted it off my list because I was trying to keep up, and now I can't remember. Okay, no problem. So here we go. We have Greg Capullo, David Aja, Mike Allred. Sean Murphy and Emma Rios uh, left to pick here for artist uh, of two spots for two spots five people for two spots so here we go <laughs> um, I don't know who wants to start out here who wants to who wants to start the bidding I will throw my hat in for Sean Murphy okay so you, who who are we taking away from yours all your guys are taken already you have no votes to give sir 
All right, then I'll you shut up. No votes to give. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 be quiet now. Well, we're, we okay. are, we're gonna have tiebreakers. Even though he's my number one, mm-hmm. I sense no support in the room for Michael Allred. So I, I don't know. No. I don't know about that. I I love Michael Allred. I think he's fantastic. You know, I mean, I think with this lineup of people that we have here, we love people basically working um, on one book. You know, doing one one string of artists and stuff like that. Okay. So I, I think that we're all kind of evenly evenly keeled here. So I don't know if we should. I don't know. I mean, for me personally, I could see myself getting behind Mike Allred. I don't know about you, Steve. What do you think? I love Mike Allred. I mean, would you be? I mean, would you have a problem with him being on this list? No. Okay. 70. I wouldn't have a problem with anybody being on this list. <laughs> the, well, no. that is the problem. Yeah, I know, but yeah. we're, we got to get down to it. We got to. Seventy. What about you? Um, I honestly think there were more relevant artists this year. Um, and what, what, what do you mean by that? I think he's always great. There's mm-hmm. never a question of, you know, whether he produces quality work. But I think there are, like, everyone else on that list, almost anyone else. And he's probably the last one I would put my vote behind at, out of these people. And not because I don't love his work, but because everyone else, to me, produced so much more. So again, again, like I said, yeah. we, 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 there's no there's no offense can be taken here. We all know that we're talking mm-hmm. about gradations of greatness here. We all we all all love um, Mike Allred. Um, look, I mean, I'm I'm very even on on, on many of these people. You know, uh, for for me, uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna get rid of Mike Allred, uh, then I think we gotta get rid of Emma Rios, just because I think that I, I, I think she's done two issues of something this year and I don't know if that's enough to make her uh, on the list short list for best artist of the year okay I, I just don't know I mean that's just my opinion I'm no, not, I, saying, I, I agree I'm not saying get rid of her I'm just saying that's my, that's my two cents about this I mean Stephanie she's from your list so I want you to yeah that's fine with me are you sure that's why I said yeah okay yeah. just well, making sure I don't okay. want you I want you to I want you to this, you know see this is interesting I was going to take Michael Allred off the list mm-hmm. to put my weight behind Emma Rios <laughs> it oh. begins yeah so I mean, the question is though, if if we if those two things happen, do we throw a wild card and do we throw Fiona Staples into this into this mix? If you can, I say one more thing about Emma though. Absolutely, Stephanie. That's why I want you to. Um, I know I kind of spaced out. <laughs> I was getting sleepy. This jumpy monkey tea isn't working. <laughs> um, but Emma Rios, in addition to doing two books, has also done the covers. I know. And I know that's not like mm. a big thing, but a good chunk of the books aren't you know, done by the interior artists. Well, I'd say all the artists we have here all do their own covers. Greg Capullo does his covers. David Aja does his covers. Mike Allred does the covers. Okay, well. Sean Murphy does the covers. And everybody else does the covers. So you're you're right 95% of the time, but somehow we found the five artists that all do their own covers. (laughs) You all suck. (laughs) I want to go to bed. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's. New Year's Day. It's not like we're all hungover. I know, I know. Yeah. The Greg, Greg Capullo, I think, needs to be on the list. I mean, I agree with you. I think that we, we you know, regardless of what we said about Death of Family, about the, the writing, I think everyone was saying that we felt like Greg Capullo had taken things to the next level there. And the stuff in in uh, in Zero Year has been fantastic. Yeah. With the use, the the different uses and the different uh, environments for Batman. I mean, I'm obviously behind Capullo because I, I think he's wonderful. And I think, again, the thing we run into, right, we run into this problem, everybody does this, right, where... You, you you have this feeling you don't want to do just the same people again, right, on, on your list because you want to be we're new, we're fresh, we we we, we you know, we're, we're dialed in, but you cannot ignore continued greatness just because it's continued greatness. You can't get right. Um, 
apathetic about it. You know, so I, th- that's for me. That's why, you know, I, I would put my behind my Capullo, but I, I don't have a vote to give here. So I can't, I can't really do it. Um, so, I mean, if we have Allred and Rios gone and we have Capullo, Aja, and Murphy, um, what do wh- we have? What, two spots? Two spots. Two spots for now three people. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I mean, any of these guys, I would be very, very happy with, with having on. I, I, I think it's so tough. I mean, so tough for me. Because it's Capullo, Aja, and... It's Sean Murphy. Ooh. It's really, really tough. I think I'd go to the mattresses for Aja. Because, look, I, I, and I yeah. wouldn't be able to argue with you. <laughs> I can't yeah. argue with about David Aja. I mean, he's a fantastic guy. And the, the, you know, the stuff in Hawkeye is not only amazing... Uh, amazing, you know, line work and and, and art, but the, the panel design is unbelievable. He just th- that book is so well designed and so well put together. Uh, I mean, I, I have no problem with Deja, David Aja being on this list. Can, we, can yeah. we? Do we agree on David Aja? I agree on on all. Yeah, we. Can I know. I know. I'm not them. being yeah. helpful. Um, <laughs> ah, God. Yeah, I mean, Capullo and Aja. Well, no, we, we we're only picking one right now. We all don't. Right. We, we, we all have been doing Aja. Ver- I mean, I really. I, Overall, I would I would say Aja. Okay, Stephanie, what do you think? Sure. If you have a problem with it, you can say you have a problem with it. I mean, you, you don't really. No, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm just sleepy now. Well, you gotta you gotta get back um, up. We still have categories to do. We got important I'm, categories to do. Aja. Aja good. Okay. Aja good. Aja good. <laughs> David Aja good. Okay, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, so, so we have Greg Capullo and Sean Murphy. So this is basically, I think, is this me versus Stephanie right now? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do we have? anything left i thought we had five locked in no we didn't we only have four, four. locked in francesco felipe chris samney david arja yeah we haven't we haven't picked we, oh i thought you already locked greg capullo no we i know we I, we talked about it but i i don't want to lock it until we we talk uh, we go over it uh <laughs> so what so, so Stephanie, do you not care enough to fight make the have this fight or have this, this um, debate no i do mm-hmm. i do i mean i care well tell me why sean murphy over greg capullo um, my brain hurts. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, for me, I just thought that, you know, Batman, Batman's great. I love Batman. I love the art in Batman. And I love the writing in Batman. Um, there's no denying that Greg Capullo is good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Sean Murphy, for me, took this to a new level. Like, I mean, obviously both books. You know, Batman and The Wake are Scott Snyder. And uh, when we first had Scott Snyder on the uh, show, he talked about how him and Greg got off to a rocky start because they both had ways they wanted to do things. And and it took a while for them to get in rhythm together. And, like, it didn't show in the book, but I don't know. There's something about how Sean Murphy and Scott Snyder worked together on The Wake that just seems so like a match made in heaven. Um, Scott or Sean seems to capture everything that Scott Snyder is trying to portray in the words, like in the script and the facial expressions in it's just these tiny little things like eyelashes and, you know, eyebrows and the way that I don't know, there's little subtleties that are just in Sean Murphy's work that, I don't know. I I can't stop looking at the pages when I read The Wake. Like, 
I go through it over and over again and not even necessarily to read it, just to look. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever do that with Batman. Like once I'm done with an issue of Batman, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say again that there's anything wrong with it. I just don't ever feel compelled to go back through the pages. There are memorable Greg Pulo, like especially like death of the family stuff. There was some effed up shit in there <laughs> and it is imprinted in my brain. But I don't know. For me, like between Greg Capullo is great, always will be, and and but between them for 2013 for me, Sean Murphy was it. Okay. Mm. Um, I mean, I've I've made my case for Capullo, uh, you know, already. I think similar to your saying, Stephanie, that sudden death of the family, like the little subtleties of the the mask slowly decomposing o- o- over issue to issue, the you know the, this this general sense of these little details that that are spread throughout the entire thing, and and. Those amazing pages, like you know, I always remember that page where you know the he bl- he blows like the dam and the water is going up and he's standing there with his arms out. It's just imprinted in my brain, like you were saying, Stephanie, stuff like that. So Capullo, just for me, all year, t- you know, beginning to end, has knocked out every issue. I've never been like, oh, the art in this issue is just okay. You know, I, everything in it has been you know utterly fantastic for me. Um, I, I think Sean Murphy's great, but for me, Greg Capullo is the winner. So here we go. Stephanie and I are one to one here. Now you guys have no dogs in this fight anymore. Bob and Steve, no. it's time for you guys to pick, really, who's going to be the fifth person on this list. <laughs> what if we split? <laughs> I... What do you think, Bob? <laughs> I have only seen a little bit of the first issue of The Wake. Did mm-hmm. he do, is he the fellow who did Punk Rock Jesus? He is yes. the fellow who did Punk Rock Jesus, yes. Well, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But that was last year. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but it's still the art. He's just trying it's to true. know what he's talking about. I know, I know, right. I know. But I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. Can't you can't count that. You can't count it as part of the arsenal for him this year. No. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. that's all I was saying. Absolutely, it shows exactly what kind of artist Sean Murphy is because it's he's great. <laughs> yeah, what, just what you're saying about continuing greatness, always thinking highly stylized. There's something to be said for someone who knocks it out of the park, mm-hmm. drawing really good comic books month after month. So, Steve, why don't you go first? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. Um, oh, man, that's tough. Got to pick. Sorry, guys. This is rough. Yeah. I know it's rough. It's tough. Again, we're talking greatness to greatness here. Fiona Staples. And actually... <laughs> yeah, Fiona Staples. <laughs> so, Punk Rock Jesus is a contender. January 2013, it ended. It ended, I know, but it was on last year's list. list yeah. Well, not for him as artist, though. Okay. <laughs> okay, so stop. Um, it's not like we're nominating Punk Rock Jesus. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Okay, one issue of Punk Rock Jesus counts for the new. Sean oh. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Steven's I wrong. was going to say Kapula. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. I'm going to, no, no, I'll, I'll go with Sean Murphy. Just to grease the wheels. All right, Sean Murphy it is then. Yeah, we need. I, I we, can't argue. So, we uh, need to move on, and and he is a he's a phenomenal contender, and Greg Capullo has his place and is amazing as well. I I've loved every issue of Batman and his uh, his Doctor Death, his Clayface, Joker stuff. It's it's all been phenomenal. But I changed my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my vote. Capullo now. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm I'm really torn. <laughs> I know it's really tough because you again. I I pick style, yeah. not a style over substance, but yeah. st- 
highly stylized over not so highly mm. stylized. And <laughs> it's okay if you pick Murphy. It's all right. You guys can pick Sean Murphy. It's all right. <laughs> I think we're both thinking Capullo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. It's really hard. Oh, my God. I will just say Greg Capullo. Let's move on. I want to go to bed. <laughs> All right. So we're picking Greg Capullo. All right, Greg Capullo. <laughs> that was a turnaround. <laughs> that was the hardest one yet. That was tough. Not really? That was it's tough. For you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, I got you to just sit back and let it happen. Dewey wins. Um, it's one of those. And just so you guys, listen, if you, uh, surely to be, if you guys want to email us, podcast.tongueybooks.com, and let us know how stupid and awful and horrible we are for not putting Fernando Staples on this list, we completely but understand. Now- now that you've put him on here, I already know who all of the fans are going to pick. <laughs> um, so now we have best ongoing mm. series. Um, I am going to go first this time because I did, went last the last time. And I'm just going to look at this one more time so I can make sure I didn't miss anything. All right. So my picks are Daredevil, Batman, Hawkeye. Those are my three. Whoa. <laughs> those are my three and we can get into why later but stephanie why don't you go uh saga hawkeye rachel rising all right rachel rising okay all right steve hawkeye batman and daredevil all right all right bob hawkeye <laughs> the movement okay and Captain Marvel. All right. So right off the bat, we lock in Daredevil, Batman, and Hawkeye on the list. They all have multiple votes. Unless mm-hmm. anybody wants to change a vote. Nope. Okay. Um, all right. So we have two spots for four books, which are Saga, Rachel Rising, The Movement, and Captain Marvel. That is a... We're getting just tougher and tougher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking books. Um. Hmm. Okay, Stephanie, what what do you wanna what do you wanna say? Um. I mean, between Saga and Rachel Rising, Rachel Rising, I keep telling everyone that. I mean, I've gotten you guys on board with it, mm. but so many people aren't reading it, and I will say what I said again: it is the best comic that you're not reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I mean, I totally agree with you. Phenomenal all around. Yeah. And in case you missed my whole spiel on best artist, he writes it he draws it he does the covers for it and he publishes it on time every month which is more than we can say for almost everyone else on this list that's not true that's not true at all daredevil especially on the having stuff in on time daredevil and batman come out all all the time on time yeah that's true (laughs) so it's captain marvel i didn't say 100 you had you had enough of an argument before you got there stuff put down the other books you're you're not putting down the other books. i know but you're being you have a great argument for rachel rising you know, just on its own. Um, I think last year you, you were saying the same things and any of us had read it. And obviously we were, you were kind of talking into the void at that point because it's really tough to fight for a book that no one else is reading, mm-hmm. no one else has read. Uh, since that time, I've read it and I'm current with it. And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. I mean, it's, it's amazing what, what he does with that title. Uh, you know, I would absolutely have no problem with, with that book being you know, on this list. I mean, that it's, it, it just, that's my two cents in, in for that. Yeah, if I can put in my for my two votes for the the two spots that are left, mm-hmm. uh, would be Rachel Rising and Captain Marvel. Those, those, okay, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Absolutely good to know. Um, I think it'd probably be mine too if we if we if we get to that point. But, but I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, let's see, Bob. I want you to go with your thing. Well, for me, it, the book I would fight for would be Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
It was mm-hmm. a book that was a very high quality to start with and had an even better second half of the series than it did the first. It mm-hmm. took everything. It was a long setup to get to a story that really showed you what being a superhero was about, mm-hmm. as well as being a, a different kind of superheroine than we'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that the, Captain Marvel had, I, I think, obviously we talked about before, one of the best arcs of the entire year. The Enemy Within stuff is unbelievably good. That last issue is heartbreaking and, and, and wonderful. Uh, you know, it was a book that... I think for me and my journey with it started out very strong and then I, I didn't lose it, but I, I it became just another book for me for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, a certain point, it started to, I think it was with The Enemy Within really is what did it for me, changed that for me and ramped it up into high gear for me. And I, I think ever since then, it's it's been hitting uh, on all cylinders uh, for me. And I think it ended with so, so well. And yeah, it was it's just a great book. And also, we talked about Kelly Sue in this way, but also the book itself is incredibly important in, in the in the world of comic books mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I mean, I'll put my two cents in the last two spots. If they're Rachel Rising and Captain Marvel, I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm with that. okay with that. Yeah. Oh my god, we yeah. just did it. Wow. <laughs> All right. So disappointing. That was so easy. <laughs> uh, I need to read more Rachel Rising. I've only read some, so yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll let you borrow it, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. have, you have it all physically, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, let him borrow right. it then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can't say any more about Daredevil or Batman. I mean, Hawkeye as well. They're just month in and month out. You know, they're, they're top of their game. You know, they yeah. don't have down issues. The art is wonderful. The writing is wonderful. You know, it's the way that superhero comics are meant to be done. I think they're the th- three of the best mm-hmm. examples of how you do super, superhero right. comics. And here's where we do celebrate that month in, month out excellence. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's all these books. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, and and I'm, I'm very happy Rachel Rising is, is here now that we've read it and we're, we're caught up because it, 70 absolutely belongs on this list. And I, and I thank you for fighting for it so hard last year because it made me pick it up and made me read it. And it turned me onto a, a book that I, I think everybody should be checking out. Um, it's, it's hard to sell like just on the like premise alone because it does sound so cliche and so like Salem witch trials kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. And it's just it's one of those things that you need to take on a leap of faith mm-hmm. that when we say it's amazing, it's like seriously fucking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anybody want to read off their their wild cards? Yeah, I can definitely read off some of the ones that were uh, um, on the other parts of my list. Hold on one second, you're all. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, other uh, nominees for my best ongoing series was um, Joshua Williamson's Ghosted. Okay. Uh, Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. Saga. Uh, the Movement, Superior Spider-Man, and uh, Batman End. Hmm, interesting. Uh, other ones for me uh, that didn't end up on our list, uh, Uncanny X-Men as well. Mm-hmm. Aquaman was very close for me. Uh, Saga, you know, obviously continually excellent. And Sex Criminals didn't make it higher, even though it's one of my favorite books, only because it's only had three issues and mm-hmm. I didn't want to elevate it like that until it had had the ongoing yeah. nature of it, you know, to really prove that it can do it month in, month out, be that series that every month is is top of its game. Because to me, that's what this is, right? You said that before, Bob. Yep. This is every month it comes out, every time it comes out, it's top of its game. It doesn't, it doesn't miss yeah. beats. And, and that's, what, that's what happens here. Uh, Bob, some others on your sure. list? Uh, Fantastic Four, uh-huh. which continues to just be great. I'm hoping for really good things with James Robinson, but this whole arc... The Fraction and now Carl Kessel just really uh, one of the single issues was uh, one of my favorites of the year was number four which is their Valentine's Day mm. issue Yeah, we yeah. saw the whole Reed and Sue thing blossom again Fearless Defenders FF X Factor 
Even only two issues in, though, I love Rocket Girl so much I had to throw it on there. Yeah. Red Sonia, mm. Empowered, which I continually find to be bizarrely entertaining <laughs> and funny. And despite some of the weirdness of what goes on, because of how this book began as a series of fetishy commissions, this is a book with some of the most layered, relatable human female characters in comic books. And despite the fact that she loses her powers with her costume being torn, she has never posed in the ridiculous uh, power girl way. You mm-hmm. never see that. You never see stupidness. Just, mm-hmm. oh, here's a random shot of a butt just mm-hmm. because. If there is one, it's because there's a purpose to it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so that's a little different. Now, what couldn't make this list, uh, X-Men mm-hmm. and New Avengers and sadly Batgirl for the same sort of reasons mm-hmm. that just kept getting knocked off for mm-hmm. some other thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, totally, uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie, do you have any, have any others that you want to just throw out there? Um, I kind of whittled down like some of the top ones uh-huh. to very narrow things. So, oh, absolutely. Know. I just want to know. I want to make sure that you got a chance to no, throw anything out there. Uh, all right. So we're at the the big guy, the Grand Pooba. <laughs> this is a very interesting category because it has many things about it. Because you don't want it to be just a copy of our best ongoing list because it could obviously be that. you know. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting list to try to get down for, for all of us here. Um, Steve, why don't you go first? All right. My number three, Daredevil. Okay. Um, we've said so much about it already. It it delivers in ways that I don't expect all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby turned me on to it at issue number seven, and I have been a, a fan ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, sad to see it ending, but it might not be the end. Mm-hmm. So, huzzah. <laughs> uh, well, it's my, definitely not the end. They're bringing it back. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number two best overall comic of the year, Lock and Key. Okay. From Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And this is my big speech. <laughs> this is my big speech. Um, my number one best overall comic of the year is Captain Marvel. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Want to know why? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel this year has been not only an incredible journey in the book, and this is this is for me personally that I, I chose this. I'm encompassing a lot of things. I know we're just trying to focus on the book, mm. but I'm also trying to focus on the character. Mm. And because this book is the character, it's her book. Um, not only was Captain Marvel a, an, an emotional ride and something that really kind of it started off strong and then people didn't know what to make of it so they backed off of it and it was in the throes of possibly being canceled and rumors floating around and then something happened where the people that were really really passionate about this book they got together and not only did they rally for it but they created a movement within comics by forming the carol core the Carol Corps is, if you've never met any of these people, if you've never seen them in person, if you've never met them at a Comic-Con or you've never seen any of their activities online, they're a group of um, female comic book readers, writers, artists that have found an identity both in Kelly Sue DeConnick and the Captain Marvel character and have brought this comic and this character to a whole nother level that I have not seen in comics since I've been reading comics mm-hmm. um, the past two years that we've two years plus that we've been doing this. Um, Captain Marvel has undergone 
more of a transformation of her character than any other character that I've seen. There's been crazy moments with Daredevil and there's been threats and there's been all these things, but Captain Marvel has become not just a comic book character, but an institution and a beacon of hope in comics for a lot of creators and has given birth to a lot of new minds and talents coming into the industry. And they did it because of Kelly Sue DeConnick and because of Captain Marvel. Uh, And also in reference to Captain Marvel, not only did we see her grow in her own book, she was integral and a badass, an absolute badass in Hickman's uh, Infinity Avengers, New Avengers, whatever she was involved in, in the Infinity. You know, that doesn't count for this, right? What's up? That? that doesn't count for this. You know that, right? No, I know. I'm okay. just, I'm just, just talking sure. about the character. I'm just making sure. She rose to like Captain America status within that story. She was right beside him, calling shots, you know, telling people where to go, what to do. But my argument for Captain Marvel that final issue, number seventeen, and the whole series, um, but that issue, number seventeen in particular. Like I said earlier when we did the covers a couple, you know, two weeks back, that to see the fan base gracing the cover of what's to be the final issue of of this run of the character to be relaunched in March, to see the fan base that involved and brought into the series and honored in that way for making what was at one point a fledgling series to be something so much bigger than any than anything anybody expected it to be. Uh, it was the most powerful thing in comics that I've seen in 2013. Mm-hmm. So that I witnessed with with my own eyes mm-hmm. when I went to New York City Comic Con and beyond. Mm-hmm. So that's why Captain Marvel is my number one uh, overall comic of the year. All right. Cool. Awesome. Bob. I'm not following that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I uh, sadly, you say they shouldn't be a copy. I look at these things as statistician would. Yeah. So if one's on one list, they're yeah. on another. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. okay. It, it'll make things quick. Yeah. Uh, it's Hawkeye, the movement, and Captain Marvel. Okay. And the movement, you said right? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Seventy. Um. So I've got Lock and Key. Okay. Which I mean. This is really the last year that it's going to be on here for Mm -hmm. something, and I think it deserves its due credit Mm -hmm. for just how awesome it is, even though we constantly talk about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Rachel Rising, again, for the exact same reasons I just explained, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you enough how much I love this book. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm going to throw this one in here because – I talked about it earlier, and by earlier, I mean at this point, I guess, last week mm-hmm. or the week before. Oh, God, time travel. <laughs> um, so Hellboy the Midnight Circus. Okay. So wow. this one quickly, I know, this was kind of my, I, I was looking over all of the comics that I talked about on this uh, journey. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of them come up over and over again. And they're great. I love Hawkeye. I love Batman. I love, you know, Daredevil and Captain Marvel and all these other things that we constantly talk about. But Hellboy, The Midnight Circus, not only was a fantastic one-shot collection, again, beautiful edition put out by Dark Horse, but 
it made me want to go back and read every single thing of Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Like everything. And not like just drop ridiculous amounts of money on those omnibuses that we talked about. And like the art is so beautiful and the story is so simple and perfect. And I think it's something that since I've read it has stuck with me and I really, really love it. And I hope other people pick it up and read it too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's an awesome pick, yeah. Stephanie. It's a great pick. Um, uh, for me, uh, lock and key, uh, is on there. Uh, daredevil. And this one, this one's gonna be a little bit of a surprise. Uh, and it's because I, you know, it's been floating around my list and floating in my head. Cause I, I just read it very recently. I, I hate to, be knee jerk about things, but to kind of go in best overall comic and span graphic novels and one shots and all that stuff, strange attractors. Whoa. I'm putting it on my, my short list here on my top three. Whoa. Yeah. That woke me up. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about this. No, I mean, we, we talked about it, uh, Last week? <laughs> Two weeks ago. Two no, weeks I ago. know, Let's but see. I'm really surprised. Yeah. No, I loved it. You know, I... I uh, yeah, but you never let on that you loved it that much. Well, I keep things close to the vest, Steve. I'm not a... No, you are like that. Yeah. You're totally like <laughs> yeah. that. I... Uh, you know, the thing about it is... Again, now this is going this is going into overall stuff, but it's, it's twofold for me. One, when I think about this category and when I kind of intellectualize it to myself... I think about, yeah, we could just do the ongoings again because those are the most prevalent books in our heads, right? And month after month, they're the ones continuously going at us and, and, and kind of filling our comic book lives, right? Because they're the things that, are, that we get 12 times a year, sometimes more than that, 24 mm-hmm. times a year, whatever they are. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, graphic novels are, are much less in our purview. Like we read one of them and then we, we read it once and we really like it or we, you know, whatever. And it just, we, have that, we talk about it for a week and then it's kind of gone for a little while. And I read Strange Attractors this past week, and I didn't – I was hesitant. I was making my top list, my top ten list to try to see how I was going to even anything out. I was like, it's not very high yet, but as we've sat here and we've podcasted all this time and over the last couple of days before that as well, it slowly started to kind of move up in my head, you know. And I don't want to knee-jerk throw it up at the top, but I do think it deserves to be mentioned because I think it's a, a singular work that deals with things that – aren't normally dealt with it's intellectually stimulating it's uh visually uh beautiful i think uh i can't remember the guy's name right now i have to look up his name the artist um greg scott greg scott i think that is what it is uh greg scott and they're the i think the some of the uh interior pages that are the big layouts and 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 the the grids and stuff are done by a different artist i think as well uh all that stuff is just gorgeous and it really makes you think and it it inspires you and it's emotional and because of that, I, th- I think it at least belongs in the conversation, uh, you know, about about kind of when we go to this end of the year stuff. Much like Stephanie said, it it doesn't inspire me to read other books because obviously it's a singular work, but it inspires me to know more about the things that they're talking about, to you know, investigate in causality and to, and almost in some ways to you know be not to be a better person, but to reaffirm those little things, to do those little things, and not get lost in this the the kind of enormity and pressure that gets on you in, in life thinking about a big picture thinking about 5 10 15 20 years down the road and how this is going to work out and this is how this is going to work out just like just do little things every once in a while just make things better step by step and the fact that it makes me think like that makes it i think an important book nice. to be talked about that's what i love about it too. Uh, 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 on the list uh yeah 
So it, it was not a topic to leave off some of the other books that I love so much, you know, like, you know, Batman, all these books, but I felt like those books get their due. This book needed to, to be talked about at least a little bit. And obviously lock and key, we, we, we know the reasons why, uh, uh, why that would be there. So, um, for the things that we have multiple votes on would be lock and key, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel, which I'm totally fine with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, daredevil are the ones with multiple votes right now. Uh, so we have two spots for Strange Attractors, Hawkeye, The Movement, Rachel Rising, and Hellboy Midnight Circus. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, um, tough thing to pick. Uh, you know, again, like for me, and this is, you know, this is partly, uh, intellectual and not as much emotional, but for us to have something like Strange Tractors or Hellboy Midnight Circus on there, I think is kind of important. So it's not, and we have Lock and Key on there, which wasn't our ongoings, ongoing list. And I kind of did that intentionally because I didn't want to double everything mm-hmm. up. But, uh, you know, I think it's important for us to have some differentiating because then, then there's no reason, if it's not differentiated, there's no reason to have it. Then we should just have best ongoing. That should be our best category. Mm-hmm. We should go on. Not that you shouldn't pick, I'm not saying that you should put things that are worse on top of things that are better, but I'm uh, just saying. In, well, in, in, I in, don't in, read many right. standalone graphic novels. Right. Right. So in that sense, yeah. there was no way for anything to find oh, its way. I'm not saying that. you should you should mm-hmm. just put something on because just, just to put yeah. it on. I'm I'm just saying kind of intellectually about the category for me when I think about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so that, that's that's my 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 pitch for it. I don't know, Steve. What, what do you want to say about some of these these nominees that are left? I mean, you bringing up strange attractors. I am a hundred and ten percent behind that. It was my favorite graphic novel of the year, and just the way that you put it is is much more eloquently than than <laughs> I could. But I mean, those are all the things that I've felt about that book since I read it earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've given I've given that book as birthday gifts to mm-hmm. people. I have two friends that live in Brooklyn. Um, I've st- had conversations with Charles um, over Twitter mm-hmm. about music and stuff like that. And it just it it opened up a door for me to talk about those things with people, and it completely plays with subjects that in my personal life that I explore in my own time. Um, like how Stephanie was talking earlier about the wake and how, you know, she wanted to be a marine biologist and all the things that Scott Snyder was bringing into the story. She wanted to run and go and research them. The things that are in Strange Attractors are things that I contemplate every day in my in my own time. Um, I fell in love with that book. Mm. So I would absolutely uh, throw a vote. And I, you know, and I know that what you were saying about, you know, you can't just put something on the list just for the sake of having mm. something different. But I think it's important to to highlight those books and give something different, something that is that powerful that you feel that passionately about a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might not win, mm-hmm. but it'll certainly uh, grab the attention of, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this book. Maybe this book is worth my going to check out. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly believe that people should, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not into that kind of stuff, it's a book about being a better person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that everyone, regardless of how you live your life, mm-hmm. could use a little bit of that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's a book that, that focuses on that, and I think it's wonderful. Um, what were the other choices? Uh, Hawkeye, The mm-hmm. Movement, Rachel Rising, and Hellboy, The Midnight Circus. Uh, if I had to put one other vote in, it would be for Rachel Rising. Okay. So we know that for now. I mean, obviously, Steve and I are kind of not factors in this vote right now because we're steve has all three of his in already so that's right <laughs> stick with me people <laughs> and i have two of my three and so i can't really so let, let's talk to stephanie uh give us your your uh 
your kind of uh, your pleas or your uh, reasonings? Um, I mean, I feel like between Rachel Rising and Hellboy, I love both of them mm-hmm. so much. I've obviously another thing about Hellboy though is it's like it's a gateway. It is it's, absolutely. And a lot of people have seen the movies and, you know, you can recommend it to people that don't read it because it's easy to just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's past Christmas, but think of it for next year, kids. It's a great <laughs> gift. Um, I don't know. Like, it, I've argued for both of these things mm-hmm. already so much. I don't know what else I can say that's not getting to the point of you know, being a broken record. Mm -hmm. Um, These are both fantastic things. And I love the other things that are on here too. Um, And I'd be happy with just about any of them. I very much agree with you, Bobby, in the sense that best overall should have a mix of things that are standalone though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like last year, like you say, last year we had, you know, Underwater Welder and I think uh, Sarah and the Seed were on our best mm-hmm. overall. You know, and I just want to, again, I don't want to put things in there that don't belong there, but I also want to make sure that it's not just the same category a- a- as the other one, you know, obviously. Um, just, to, just to think about that. Uh, Bob, I don't know what you want to... You wanna... Not having read Strange Attractors... Right, it's tough, I know. Or Hellboy. Yeah. I've read Hellboy, but not this yeah, one particularly. Yeah. There's not much I can right. add to this discussion, yeah. really. So without just yeah, opining uselessly. <laughs> I mean, it's not opining. I, you know, I, I don't want you to go off without, you know, I, look, I, I don't think, listen, I, I don't think both Stranger Chapters and Hellboy belong on this list together. I think that it's going to be one or the other of, of, of those books, if either of them are on there. You know, we, we have to figure out which one of those is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for me personally, I've read both. I I liked Strange Tractors much more, but that just means Hellboy is not fantastic. It's great. It, it's and like Stephanie said, it's all those things Stephanie said. It is a gateway to Hellboy. It's a wonderful part of that story, and it's something that makes you want to read more Hellboy. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with Hellboy. But if I was as someone who's read all of these things, for me personally, I go Strange Tractors over you know Hellboy Midnight Circus. So that it, that's just me. Steph, if it makes you feel any better, I just threw Hellboy uh, Midnight Circus into my Amazon cart. <laughs> Good. I mean, regardless of regardless <laughs> of any of these things that show up on the list, us talking about them, I hope at least gets them in front of people's eyes and mm-hmm. makes them want to read them. Mm-hmm. You know, these books that maybe they haven't picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the past. What I would say for the one on my list, yeah. Hawkeye, is that for all of us sitting here, as that book was coming out every month was something we all talked about with great absolutely. fondness. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. absolutely agree with you. No, don't get me wrong. I think you're absolutely right. Um, it, we, are, we are in tough waters right now with, with these, the four things yeah. that, that we have left. Um, so... Is Hawkeye an ongoing? Yeah, Hawkeye's yeah. an ongoing. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, so is Daredevil and Captain Marvel. So, we, you know... It's, and Rachel Rising. Rachel Rising as well. I mean, yeah, we, there's a lot of the... There, there's a lot of overlap there because, again, yeah. we're talking about best things here. Yeah. And best things deserve to be, to be mentioned in, in these conversations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, well, I think just by... You were talking about math before, Bob. Um, I, I think we have to kind of explain the movement, at least, because it's not an overall... Mm-hmm. So I don't think it it can be here just because of that, just to move things along, basically. Right. Sure. But we can't extol the, the movement enough. I mean, it's it's a fantastic book, um, and it it needs to get its due. Uh, so then we, it takes us down to Rachel Rising, Hellboy Midnight Circus, Hawkeye, 
and Strange Attractors. Um, again, my votes for Strange Attractors, but that's already that's already slipped there instead. Yeah. So I mean, uh, let's say between Strange Attractors and Hellboy Midnight Circus. I mean, I don't know what you want to do, Stephanie. I mean, we're the ones who've read both of them. I I I, I, I guess it's not. Those are our two picks, though. I'm okay with whatever. I mean, you sure? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I'm gonna say Strange Attractors. So am I. Okay. So detractors for the, for the fourth. And then for the fifth, we've got to choose between Hawkeye and Rachel Rising. I mean, I agree with Bob. I mean, I think Hawkeye is creme de la creme of superhero comics and has been intensely interesting th- since the first day it came out. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, again, Rachel Rising is also wonderful. So we're under yeah. this, this horrible, horrible, you know, Sophie's choice about mm-hmm. which book to pick. Uh, Hawkeye was away for a good chunk of the year, though, wasn't it? Like, it was away missed, for a few months. I missed like two months. But then they months. had three issues come out in four weeks. Yeah, and then and yeah. then they caught up. I mean, they they missed, but then they caught up with those issues. So it's tough. They had a scattered release schedule at the beginning or in that little chunk, but now they've caught up and they're all. I mean, if I, mean, if I could say something for for, I mean, I know I said Rachel Rising mm, before. Mm. Um, I I love Rachel Rising. Mm. I'm maybe three issues behind, but I mean, Stephanie got me onto that book, and I read the first two trades, and then you know, probably three issues after that. And it is as a as a whole work as a story from beginning to end. It really is super duper in, engaging and wonderful, and there's a lot of depth to it and stuff like that. Um, but it all it does keep the same the same tone and the same vibe throughout the series, which is not 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 a criticism no. at all. Um, but going up against Hawkeye, Hawkeye is, I believe, the more the more varied book uh it played in a lot more territories than rachel rising has and has offered um like i said just more variety it had laughs it had heart it had action uh had quirkiness it had really great uh costumes and you know there's a almost like a a different era to to some of the some of the issues you had the the pizza dog issue the Sandy issue, the annual, the annual mm. with with Kate Bishop. You have her going off, and and Matt's pretty much writing two different characters within the same book at this point. Uh, I just, I feel like Hawkeye has covered a lot more ground uh, than Rachel Rising. Rachel Rising is phenomenal, but it has stayed within its comfort zone throughout the whole series. Well, it's not a comfort the zone. Comfort zone is a, is a one all right, all right. All right. It's, it's not, a, not, a, not a comfort zone, but it's yeah. it stayed in the same vein. I understand they, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. because they're telling one story. Yeah. 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 But for Steve, that is, I get I get what you're saying, yeah. but it just sounds negative the way you're saying it cuz it's not a comfort zone if it's, you know, like it's an overall story. It's not I mean, I know they're broken up into arcs, mm-hmm. but they're really not arcs. It's mm-hmm. one complete story. You can't jump on to issue 11 and know what's happening. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I think what Steve is saying that is that it's fantastic just for him. That's what they do in Hawkeye yeah. appeals to him more. But that's like, more what, like, yeah, yeah but just but because Hawkeye's I... more like a TV series. Like, it is. It's like a, it's, it's a TV series you can pick up without having read the previous or watching the previous week. Oh, like, it's I... something that's. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that is true. Sometimes that is true. I mean, there's been issues that have been arcs, but it has done it. And again, that's again, that's a personal preference. I guess for some people, I think that's a great thing about Hawkeye. But yeah, it's not a yeah. bad thing. Yeah, They're no. just, in, in terms of exactly like what you, you bringing it up, it's just because they're different styles of absolutely like completely different styles. It, it's not a bad thing, and it's not a they switched it up more. It's just the way that that book 
is being portrayed. Like you can't do 20 issues of Hawkeye on the same story. No one would read it. Yeah. Maybe they would. Maybe it would be mm. great, but I very much doubt it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about, these are the things like they're two, and this is the tough thing about this category as well. And, and also comparing any books that are so wildly different. Rachel Rising is a, is a serialized ongoing story that never, that is telling one complete narrative and Hawkeye while selling a complete a character story from beginning to end very much is a book that celebrates one-off two-issue storylines that deliver these awesome you know fun unbelievable sometimes very emotional tales you know so they're two very different books I mean like Steve said Steve so I'm guessing you're ways away behind Hawkeye for this yeah, but I also want to point out that I used like nine different positive adjectives to describe Rachel Rising let's, before let's I used the word color. I'm not going to do a shitting match about it, all right? We got this far of being nice to each other. Let's keep it going. Just for the record. Okay, fine. let's keep it going. All right. Um, for me as well, I'm going to... Th- uh, uh, for a lot of the reasons that, we, that we've mentioned, for me personally, Hawkeye is the book that uh, I look forward to just that slight little bit more that I look forward to Rachel Rising. So I put my my whip on Hawkeye. So I think Hawkeye gets locked in at number five. W- with that being said, uh, so our overall lock and key: Daredevil, Captain Marvel, Strange Attractors, Hawkeye. All right, done. It's a pretty uh, pretty varied uh, good list. So that's going to do it for our 2013 deliberations. Um, next next week we're going to be doing our award show, uh, giving out these awards. Uh, your votes will be tallied by then. And again, guys podcast at talkingcombooks.com if you want to let us know give us your feedback on our choices what we should have done and maybe what you liked what you didn't like um comment on on the site and comment on the stories and let us know write your lists uh you know we want to know all your full opinions about this you know we're the ones with the microphones but you guys are just as big a part of the site as uh, we are um so you guys know uh next week when we do the award show we do things a little differently there we've done our deliberations deliberations we've set our pieces uh Next week we get t- we, you know we'll get time to kind of do closing arguments on, on a book or something and one we really want to fight for and then guys we just kind of vote you know we do it we do a voting system so that it doesn't turn into these minute deliberations anymore it's kind of more mathematical mm-hmm. for that stuff um, so we do a weighted voting system for that and that's when we'll pick it and then we'll talk about what we're looking forward to next year it'll be a very positive show we'll talk about some books that we didn't get to talk about here I'm sure our top ten list will be out you know by then or right around then so we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about it should be a it should be a really good time um my personal twitter is uh at talking comics i have to comments that's my personal twitter my personal <laughs> twitter is at bobby shortle it's been a long day at bobby mm. shortle steve's mine is at dead underscore anchorus stephanie at hello cookie and bob bob ryer at talking comic books.com uh and i want to first all, i want to thank uh my uh my three uh co-hosts here for sitting here for what is now going on about seven hours a little over seven hours of, of podcasting straight to do all these awards. Uh, I hope you guys out there had a tremendous New Year's and, and a very happy holiday, whatever you celebrate. And uh, we look forward to bringing you another year of Talking Comics. So for Steve. Happy holidays, happy new year, and viva la comics. <laughs> Bob. Should old acquaintance. And Stephanie. See you next year. I've or been, this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Bobby. Until next time on Talking <laughs> Comics. To me. Continued. <laughs>